Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, we highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back. Episode six of Within the Lines coming at you on Friday, February 22nd, 2019. We don't have any interviews for you today, but we do have a somewhat packed show. Got some sports, some Will Ferrell talk, mm. some good stuff going on today. Yes, sir. And yeah. Anything you want to say before we get into the show, Ty? No, I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be fun. 'll righty and we're back from that beautiful intro that I made so today biggest news we got on the show Manny Machado signing a 10 year 300 million dollar contract why are you shaking your head at me I thought you were still doing the intro I was a little confused <laughs> well this is the intro to the second part of the show I like it let's go so yeah Manny Machado 10 years 300 million mm. 
largest free agent contract in MLB history. Yep. Did not see him going to the Padres at all. Did not see that coming. I think they were in talks for him a little bit, but I feel like I we, didn't see them as front runners at all. Did we say on the podcast that he would sign with like an irrelevant team like the Padres? Probably. I think we said that on one of the ones where we only had like four listeners. So we need <laughs> our listeners to go back and check. Because I'm pretty sure I said like, oh, he'll sign with an irrelevant team like the Padres. Yeah. Oh, she uh, definitely irrelevant. That sounds, I mean, yeah. I mean, he obviously, oh, excuse me. He obviously took the money. I mean, they were probably the only team offering him 300 mil. So I understand why he goes there. But I mean, the Padres can be good in like two to three years. I can't, I can't deny that at all. Yeah. And you can't argue with fucking living in San Diego the next 10 years. Like, come on, dude. Fucking beaches, 70 degrees, like 300 days a year. Oh, yeah. I tweeted if I could live one place rent-free in the United States, I'd pick San Diego. I haven't been to a lot of places, but the place I have in San Diego. I mean, but he did say he didn't like the West Coast. He told teams the reason he didn't like the Dodgers because it was on the West Coast, which is why it's kind of weird. But San Diego is nice. Yeah. You can't argue San Diego. Even if you don't like the West Coast, you still like San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, teasing the the end of the show Mm, there. You like that. But, yeah, I mean... Took the money. They'll be good. I mean, they got 10 prospects in MLB Pipeline's top 100. Number two prospect overall, Fernando Tatis Jr. That guy, you know, I've read his scouting report. They're saying he could have MVP potential. Yeah, that's insane. Like, if it wasn't for Vladdy Guerrero Jr., he would be, like, easy number one. You know, it's just Vladdy yeah. Guerrero Jr. is insane. He's stupid good. I'm. It just, I don't know. I don't, when you look at it, and he's that biggest free agent signing ever, it's weird. He's not that like I've always know, thought of Manny weird. Machado as a good player, but not the best free agent ever. Yeah, and I know weird. there's like the older players, you know, they're making less money back then and everything. Yeah. And they're gonna make more now, but still, like he's nowhere near a Rod level. I would say who held the record before him. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers. I haven't really made that comparison, but yeah, he hasn't really put up an MVP worthy season. I don't know if he's ever even been an MVP finalist. I mean, part of that's playing an irrelevant team. Yeah. for so long, but. I mean, playing an irrelevant team kind of leads to stat stuffing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's been a fourth in the MVP voting, but he's never been an MVP candidate. Four-time All-Star in seven years. I mean, that's good. You can't deny that that's not good. I'm but. not saying he's not an elite-level player. I'm sure he's fucking very elite and very good. I just It's weird to me that he's the highest-paid player ever in free agency. Never hit more than 300. You know, 37 home runs is his most, which is good. You can't deny that. That's insane that's a lot of home runs you know yeah he has good numbers you know but his ops like 2017 wasn't a good year for him hit 259 782 ops you know he didn't he wasn't even an all-star yeah he will ease me and it'll make me a little feel better once harper signs because he's gonna make more than machado yeah i can see harper being the biggest free agent signing ever yeah with machado though even though we're kind of saying he's not worth that money i think it was a good signing by the padres you got the cap space i mean you signed hosmer didn't really work out but you still got a lot of years you got will myers you got Who's that other? They got Will Myers, Machado, Hosmer. They have Kinsler now. I mean, he's not a big, huge yeah. piece, but I think they're getting a nice. Um, you know, Kinsler is a veteran. Yeah. Um, they have some good pieces that are already MLB ready. If their prospects come up, they can build off of them. Well, you know, build them up to be a really good team. Machado was the perfect free agent signing for them too because he's young. So yeah. he's arguably hasn't even hit his prime yet. Oh yeah, I think last season was pretty close to his best ever. He put up his best OPS ever. Yeah, best OPS tied most home runs, most RBIs. So you could, yeah, he's barely scratching the surface of his prime, but he did struggle. He didn't struggle, but he did see a huge step back once he hit to LA. Yeah. National League pitching. 
you know, the Southern California thick weather. That's going to be even worse in San Diego. I'm sure the mid-season switchover has to be hard on a player anyways, though. Yeah, but that was a big drop. Yeah. 40, 40 batting average points and, and over 140 OPS points. Like, that's yeah. a huge drop. It was a really big drop off. I think he'll come back up now that he has the full season, you know, spring training, go into everything yeah. fresh with the Padres. I think he'll do better than he did for the Dodgers the second half of the year, but he was insane to start the season with the Orioles. Oh, yeah. So, one thing to keep to watch is they have Tatis at shortstop, and then they have Luis Urias. I believe he's 23rd in the MLB pipeline. He's a middle infield prospect as well. Probably going to be a second base move, but can play shortstop. Yeah. They don't really need both of them. I mean, unless they their plan is to play Machado third long-term and play Tatis and Urias at second. Well, wasn't that his big issue with the trade or whatever, that he wanted to play short? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't so know I if he'll assume, play third. I would assume he signed with the team with the reassurance that he's going to be their shortstop in the future. Yeah, but even if they do that, like, you know, they could have Machado, Urias, and Tatis. Or now they can, you know, play Machado at short, Tatis at second, or Tatis at third, whatever. Yeah. And they can flip Urias for, like, Corey Kluber. They've already been in Corey Kluber talks. Why not? I mean, that's a good deal for them. They need pitching. Yeah. And he's not a huge contract. They still have, like, $100 million in the luxury tax space. Like, that's a good trade right there, I think. Yeah, I could see him doing something like that. And, and then build I mean, up their pitching part of their team. Yeah, they got the second-best left-handed pitching prospect, Mackenzie Gore. I'm not even looking at the website. I know this by heart because I wrote an article about it. But <laughs> he's not going to be in the league for another two, three years. I think he's only in single A. Um, well, that's the thing, you know, 10-year signing. No yeah, matter yeah, how yeah. long it takes these prospects to come up, he's going to be on the team. Yeah, and then they got the number two catching prospect. He's going to be due up soon. I mean, I got to go take a list at all. The, I mean, they got a lot. So they can flip some pieces. They can bring some pieces up. They already have young pieces on the team. Their pitching definitely needs work. They're starting rotation. I don't I don't think I can name one person in their starting rotation. Was Garza, maybe? Matt Garza? Matt Garza? He's still in the league? I know he played for the Padres at least... Two years ago? I don't know, Ty. Uh, yeah, this is a... Uh, I mean, they're all young. Their number one pitcher is Joey Lucchesi. Mm. <laughs> 4.08 ERA. He's 25 years old. Their second pitcher, Eric Lohr. I think his first name's Eric. Yeah. Yeah, so 4. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe when their pitching prospects start to come up... Well, I think some of these guys... another one for a starting yeah, established pitcher. These guys were like pitching prospects to Robbie Erlin 28. I'm pretty sure some of them were like top 100 prospects or at least somewhat highly touted prospects, but the oldest pitcher in the rotation is 28. And then the next oldest, it looks like is 24. So, Oh, so they're still young, but they could be like the angels and have young starting pitching that never blossoms into what they could be. (laughs) Yeah. They definitely need pitching. I mean, their bullpen, they don't have a Brad hand anymore. If you look at their bullpen, it's not that great. Um, Right here, just looking, they got Will Myers left. This is, the unofficial depth chart that's always changed. Hunter Renfro, he's a good power hitter. I don't know how good he's going to do, but they got Kinsler, you know, Myers, Manuel Margot. They're saying Luis, uh, they haven't updated the depth chart yet with Machado. They said Uris is going to be the shortstop and Kinsler is going to be the second baseman. That's going to change. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they should be good in two to three years if they're smart. They have the money and they have, you know, but when they went out and they got Kemp and Justin Upton and all them, everyone thought that and that just went down in yeah. flames. So. <laughs> San Diego might be bad on hitters, man. It might be. I mean, Hosmer had a terrible Dude, season compared that, to what he did before. That air is thick as hell. I don't have stats to back up if it's a pitcher-friendly park. It probably is, but, like, I mean, that makes a, very a difference. notable pitcher who had his only home run there. So Bartolo mm. Colon. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, they're at sea level. They're right there at the sea. They're obviously, you know. There's got to be something that just kills balls. According to this article by Sports and, Nat- and <laughs> Sports and Adelaide, Sports Analytics Simulator. I believe they're on the top 10. I don't think this is any order, but they're ranked fourth on this list, right behind Dodger Stadium. 
For pitching ballparks? Yeah. Nah. Home, newer dimensions from a few years. Oh, they brought the walls in a few years ago, but it's still considered pitcher-friendly. Ranks near the bottom in run production and batting averages. Yeah. But it's a place where people go and they don't do good. Hosmer didn't do good. Kemp didn't do good. I'm pretty sure if you look at Upton, his worst years are there. I mean, maybe they're a team that needs to focus on pitching. But Machado's a good signing, I still think. Yeah, he'll be good for them. But that leads into a trivia time with Tyler, another Manny Machado-based, another contract-based one. Tyler was a little, he was like, we're doing contracts again. But I said yes, because Manny Machado signing is the biggest news. It is what it is. I'm still going to dominate. So according to an article in 2017, and I made sure this was all up to date because they did up, update it by the Sports Daily. Let's shout out the author. He'll probably never listen to this. Matt Musico. Nice. He listed the top contracts for every team. This was prior to this offseason. So if someone signed, Machado's the most this offseason. So prior to Manny Machado, the biggest contract in San Diego Padres history was Eric Hosmer, eight mm-hmm. years, $144 million. So I was wondering, I was like, oh, are the Padres, is that low for MLB teams? Is there a lot of teams that are under that? And actually, you know, I thought that would be on the lower end. That's actually like around league average. Really? So I looked at teams who in their career who have like signed free agents. Oh, sorry about that. For less money. And there was 12 teams. I didn't expect that. I 12 thought teams that it was less than... Their biggest contract ever is less than Hosmer's. Not Machado's, because Machado's yeah. the most, but less than the six years, 144. Wow. Just annual. Not like the uh, approximate annual value, so like how much they get paid one year, like the lump sum. Shit. 12 teams that was less. Yeah, I was surprised about that. That's I thought they'd be time? like bottom eight, yeah. So 12 teams, we'll do the traditional three strikes tie. Okay. I want you to th- I want you to talk us through your thought process because sometimes you're thinking a little hard and it gets a little quiet in these segments. I've noticed. Oh no, I need to talk through this. Now we're saying free agent contracts or extensions. Yes, I believe some of them. Some of these players were players that were already on the team, but they entered free agency and re-signed. Okay. Now, do I need to guess the players or the team? The team. You don't have to guess players. For example, Clayton Kershaw, I believe, signed his extension before. Or oh no, I think they counted extensions. Oh, yeah, here are the players who have signed the richest contracts for each MLB team. Richest contracts. They have John Carlo, 13 okay. years, 325. They have Kershaw. Those are more, so I'm not giving you answers. So, yeah, Miguel Cabrera, the Tiger. So some of these were extensions. But still, there's 12 teams whose largest contract ever was less than six years, 144. Well, less okay. than 144. I mean, there's some really easy ones, but there were some ones I was like, really? They've never... There were some... That, the team that has the lowest will probably shock you. Really? It shocked me, Yeah. I'm going to start off Minnesota Twins. You had so many options and you already have an X. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are the Twins on there? Did I miss them? No, Joe Maurer. You forgot about uh, a man named Joe Maurer. I knew Joe Maurer. I just didn't think they signed him. Eight years, 184. Okay. So he's he made less, I think, no, around the same. I don't know. I can't do math that quick in my head, but yeah. I knew Joe Maurer. I just didn't think it was going to be that long of a contract for that much. Well, you talk this out. I'm going to do the math okay. and see. Um, I'm trying to think of real shitty teams that never signed big players. And I. So Eric go... Hosmer does make $1 million more than, right, than um, Maurer made. Did. Yeah. Okay. Oops. I'm going to go. Loud. See, this one I'm iffy about because they are a very large market team, but they're the other team in the city. Okay. I'm going Mets. If I get yep. the second X, I'm going to get... Oh, yeah? I kind of gave you a little hint. I don't know if you picked up. I said right on accident instead of Maurer because the Mets were right next to the Twins on the list. Oh, I didn't. You didn't even pick that up. <laughs> no. It was a Freudian slip. Yep. David Wright, eight years, $138 million. So he was close, yeah. Okay. But thanks some small market teams, Ty. That's what I'm trying to think here. Um, there's, a, there's a really obvious team, too. I'll give you... If you get to two strikes, I'll give you a hint on this team because if you don't get it, it'll just depress me. A's. Yep. Moneyball. Yep. 
Was Eric that the Chavez, team? yeah. Okay. Six years, sixty-six million. Do we even know who Eric Chavez is? Uh, yeah, because the Angels play him a lot. But oh, okay. Six years, sixty-six million. That's the largest contract ever. Sixty-six million was their biggest. Manny Machado's making in two years, approximately a little less than two years, and this guy's making in six years. That's insane. Yep. I'm. T- this is going to be a launching pad for another discussion. I was telling you before the show. <laughs> okay. Um, we're gonna go. Oh, that's so loud. Fuck. I'm sorry. I'll you know, Tyler, Braves, one thing, but I don't know how much Chipper Jones got paid before you answer. We're going to be a little more free with this podcast. We make a little cup sound or something. You know, I'm just going to be like, it's a radio show. It's a live radio show. I'm going to apologize. We're just going to move on. Shit happens. I'm sick and tired of spending an hour on cutting this crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Braves. Fuck it. Braves. Correct. Mm. And it's not Chipper Jones. Oh. Freddie Freeman. Oh, you yeah, cut it close. Me. Eight years, one hundred thirty-five million. So nine million okay. less than Hosmer, but less per year. So I still have ten left. Nine. Nine left. Yes, I believe. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Mm, okay. 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 One of these is like your favorite player ever, and it's so funny. <laughs> My favorite, uh, Phillies. Uh, My, I'm guessing Phillies. Okay, I didn't tell you this beforehand. I'm not giving you an X. But I'm not counting it. Phillies have the exact same. <laughs> I was supposed to tell you that, and I forgot. Six years, 144 million to Cole Hamels. Exact same oh, contract. Shit. Okay. Right? Or, yes. Oh, no. Hosmer got eight years, 144. Oh, no. So Maurer did make more than Hosmer. So, yeah. Cole Hamels got paid more per year, but it was the same amount. I was supposed to tell you that, so I'm not counting that. Whatever. Favorite player? Favorite ever. player? Why fuck? would you think? It Just don't get caught up on that. You'll know afterwards. Just think of teams that won't spend. There's some pretty. Obvious, you know. So I would say the Mariners, but they signed Cano. Yeah. I would say... You know, I would honestly guess the Angels, but I know we spent way too much on fucking players before. Just the Angels as Dude, a team. Pool host. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I know yeah. we spent way too much, <laughs> but like the Angels team, I would guess them. Oh, I get what you're saying. Um, Dude, this is stumping me here. Angels have the largest contract ever if they re-signed Mike Trout. That's true. Uh, two years. Fucking... Fucking, fucking. Hey, fuck. hey, that's four F bombs in a row, sir. <laughs> I'm trying. This is my thought process. Is it talking me through your thought process? This is what, that's I'm what goes on here. in your brain. Dude, I legitimately don't know. I'm Indians. Yes. Okay. Indians' largest contract ever Edwin Encarnacion, three years, $60 million. Really? Yes. Wow. $60 million. And they're not, they're the one of two teams with a $60 million contract. What well, didn't I just guess one? You get 66 mil. So there's another team that only had sixty million. Dude, sixty million is That's their insane. largest contract ever. We almost gave Rich Hill sixty million. <laughs> so you got four of them correct so far. Okay, okay. Um, we'll say a passing grade is a seven out of twelve. I'll count that as a pass. Know, One above five hundred. I'm trying to. You got think two more here. strikes. I can't think. Um, you already got four. I'd say the Reds, but I'm thinking Joey Votto probably made more. Um, the Reds. I know that's not your guess. Yeah. Damn, dude. I can't think of like the, the, cause I'm, the small market teams are going to be like the NL Central, AL Central, probably. Yeah. I can't think of the teams right now. You put me on just, the spot and just I'm just walk drawing a blue. Who's in the NL Central, Ty? NL Central is the Reds. Yes. You could do it. I know you're on the spot. Come <laughs> this on. This is where you, I'm just drawn such a fucking blank. And any other day, I could tell you everyone in every division. Come on, Ty. Can you name five MLB teams right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. What are you doing? Are you Googling? MLB standings. 
Oh, so you're Googling the team list. Because I'm drawing I, I'll let such you, a blink. I'll let like you look at the retard. team list. That's fine. I'm going to move your passing grade up to 8 out of 12, though. That's fine. 75%. That actually is a passing grade. Okay, here we go. There you go, Ty. Shy socks. Yes. Uh, Where are they? Jose Abreu. Six years, 68 million. That's when I was telling you before. That guy's been in the league for six years. I believe it. Yeah. 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and then 2019 will be a sixth year. 2014 was six MLB seasons ago. Five years ago, Tyler. That's insane. 2014. I feel like 2014 just happened. We were in high school in 2014. Yeah. We were either, we were sophomores at the end of, at the beginning of 2014 and juniors at the beginning of 2014. And that's when Jose Abreu was a rookie. It's crazy. Mike Trout came out in middle school like a year before that too. 2012 was yeah. his like he Big, he, he made his he debut 11, in 2011 yeah. 2012 um but yep, that's correct okay i'm gonna try pittsburgh hopefully they didn't have a big contract with mccutcheon yep jason kendall Do you okay. know who that is nope six years 60 million okay so sure. you got the other 60 million and that's worse than three years 60 million because at least three years 60 million that's 10 that's 20 million per year this guy got paid 10 million dollars like that's that's insane that that's the uh, largest yeah. contract ever I would say Detroit, but I feel like they paid either Verlander, Miggy. They've had too many star players. On I used Miguel Cabrera as an example. Did I you? shouldn't have, yeah, but yeah. Well, I wasn't going to guess them anyways. Yeah. I'm going to say Kansas City. Yep. Alex Gordon, four years, $72 million. Okay. So I think with that, you officially... Oh, no, you're one away from passing. My passing grade. All right. We are going to say... There are some of these I don't think you'll get. Oh, I didn't write down who that was. Go ahead while you... Washington Nationals. Nope. Fuck. Max Scherzer. Oh, God damn Seven it. years, $210 million. All right. Wow, he has the largest contract in that team's ooh, history. Ooh, 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 I got to write that Brewers, right now. But CC Sabathia played for the Brewers and Prince Fielder. Yeah, but I'll let you think about that out loud. I know with CC Sabathia, that was probably middle early of his career. How long was he on the Brewers? Tyler? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Was it a year? I'm not telling. I feel like you. it was a year. I'm not telling. It's like you. Half season. I'm not telling. It was half a season. <laughs> he was on the Indians and he went to the Brewers. Oh, it was the Indians. Okay. Yeah. But Prince Fielder yeah. is where I'm hung up on. That, yeah. Diamondbacks signed from the last podcast. I know they signed Grinky. Yep. To an outrage. No, that was, we talked about it in the car on the way to the banana museum. I told you to look at his contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we talked on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But then I talked about it on the car ride because he has that crazy payout like four years after he's, his contract's over. He's making like 120 million or whatever. Uh It's insane. Oh, there's the fridge. St. Louis? Yes. St. Louis Cardinal. Mm -hmm. That's the one I was surprised about. Matt Holiday, seven years, 120 million. So you officially passed. So how many more do I have? Four. Fuck, dude. I'm going to say Toronto. They might have played Jose Batista. but Toronto's correct. Okay. Six. I actually never looked at Jose Batista. It's got to it be right. Jose Batista? No. But that's got to be right because they went, the article, they didn't pay him in 2018 or anything. His last big contract was a while ago. And I know he wasn't very good when he started with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he didn't make as much of this guy. Vernon Wells. Your favorite player. Vernon Wells. That's who I was alluding to. Seven oh years, God. 126 million. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, right under Hosmer again. But, yeah, your favorite player is Angels also gave him an outrageous contract. He yes, didn't they deserve. Did. Yes, they did. <laughs> Baltimore? Baltimore is incorrect, Ty. That's your third and final strike. Chris Davis? Chris Davis, yes. Seven years, $161 million. Motherfucker. The three teams you missed were the Tampa Bay Rays. That was a kind of, I should have known that. Evan Longoria, six years, $100 million. That's not that big of a contract for That's Evan Longoria. I, um, I looked straight past them. If I would have saw them, I would have guessed. Because I was going to guess, like, Florida. Yeah. But I knew Giancarlo Stanton. I completely just forgot about the Rays, apparently. Then we got uh, the Houston Astros. This will change. the fucking Astros, dude. But they have so many good young players who aren't yeah. signed to big contracts yet. And that's where it got fucked Has up. Jose Altuve not signed a con like a, an extension? Maybe not big one. I don't know what his contract is. He's going to make a fuck oh. ton of money. This article was incorrect. Why is he's not on here? Did he just sign this? Well, it doesn't matter anyways, because that's just one less that was a right answer. Mm, that makes my percentage go up, though. It does make your percent. When did he sign this extension? He has a seven-year 163 mil. So that's more than Hosmer. Yeah. When did he sign that extension? Jose Altuve extension. Did he just sign that? Five-year extension worth $151 million. Last one, Colorado. March 19th, 2018. Huh. This wasn't on the list. I apologize. I said it was correct, and I was obviously incorrect. <laughs> no, Colorado signed Troy Tulowitzki. 10-year, uh, 157.75. Yeah. Okay. He's the only one that has a decimal in it. Who's the oh, last no. one I missed? has a decimal. Well, not counting the Houston Astros, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Fuck, really? Yep. Ryan Braun, like- five years, 105. So they didn't pay Fielder either. Oh, then. wait a second, though. Fielder never got all of his money. No, Fielder, yeah. Fielder got his money from Detroit. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Lorenzo Cain had a smaller contract anyways than Ryan Brown, so it doesn't matter. Lorenzo Cain was five years, $80 million. I could have sworn Lorenzo Cain got paid last offseason. I but think yeah. he was expected to. Like, everyone said how good of a player he was and underrated, but he still did it. Yeah, Christian. Damn, Christian Yelich. Dude. Christian Yelich, they... The Brewers have Christian Yelich for four more years and are paying him 29, 41, like 50 mil over four years. Yeah, because his contract. Fucking NL MVP. Because I think he signed an extension to like avoid arbitration with the Marlins. Damn, dude. He signed a seven year extension. That's a good contract right there. Yep. For how good he is and how cheap he is. Yep. That's insane. But this goes on to the bouncing pad that I was talking about. These MLB players, you know, I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, any baseball player who's probably not going to listen to this. We've had one on. We have had one on. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's not, people are complaining about Harper and Machado not getting the money and there being a free agent freeze out. There isn't that many players that are getting that much money. You know, you, there's 12 teams that had cheaper than 144 mil. Almost half the league. Well, 11, because I did my math wrong. But Yeah. That's a third of the league that just doesn't dish out big contracts. It's not like they're just now not dishing out big contracts. They don't dish out contracts in general. And yeah. one thing I was like, you know, pondering in my brain when I was Machado signed, it's like these guys complain because, you know, like they want to play for contenders, but contenders don't have the room to add $30 million. You know, there mm-hmm. are contenders like the Phillies, and that's why the Phillies are front runners. But Ooh, honestly, Phillies contenders. Let's Phillies are the, contenders. The breaks there, Phillies bit. are contenders. They need to sign someone to be a contender. Tyler. They're at least playoff contenders. They are young and getting better. They are young and getting better, but... I'm that's gonna, I'm, like like the Braves. Players, young players have to prove something to me first. 
but it's like the Braves. No one expected the Braves to be. The Phillies went 80 and 82. They're going to be better. <laughs> they're a, by every meaning of the word, they're going to be a playoff contender next year. Okay, okay, possibly, definitely. But like you have those teams. Those 90%, okay, and even those are off. those are borderline uh, contenders in Tyler's book, and it's like these bona fide contenders don't have the kind of money to give out these massive, massive contracts. And even look at the contenders nowadays. You have the Brewers, small market team. They haven't paid out a lot. Yep. Indians, small market team. They haven't paid out a lot. Yep. Um, trying to think of another contender. The Rockies didn't have a huge contract. They offered, they signed too low, but that wasn't a good contract. Diamondbacks were decent this season for a little while. They're in talks to make the playoffs. They've had green. Yeah. Other than that, they really don't pay people. Um, yeah. Like you got the Yankees, the Red Sox. Those are the big market teams. That's Miko calling. It's my phone right here. Okay. <laughs> I would answer, but so we got the Yankees, the Red Sox. Those are big market teams. The Dodgers, they're all tied up with money. Like they don't have the money for Harper. Yeah. You got the Nationals who offered him money. They're contenders. You got, who's the other big market teams? You know, the Cubs, they don't have the money for him. No. It's like these teams that would have the money for him, you know, like you can't expect the Cincinnati Reds who pull in an average of 10,000 fans a game to be able to afford $30 million for one player. Yeah. And it's like, they complain because there's like, such a select small group of teams that want to pay them. And it's not the teams they necessarily want. So it's like an issue. And it's like, dude, these teams don't pay that much. Like, yeah. If you want to go to a contender, chances are that team's already built because they are a big market contending team. Yeah, exactly. And if, if not, there are teams that have grassroots beginnings and they have, you know, the, the, the prospects and everything, you know, like that's the, what the Padres, the were. Astros, the Astros are a tiny market. Yeah. It's a big population, but just looking at this list, they're outside the top 10. The Braves outside the top 10. Cardinals, they've never been known to spend money. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the top 10. Look, the, these are the top in 2018 franchise value by team in millions of dollars. You got the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Giants, the Red Sox. That's the top five teams. Yankees tied up with money. They got Giancarlo last offseason. Dodgers aren't going to go over the luxury tax. They're right there. Cubs aren't going to go over the luxury tax. Giants, they're in no position to contend. They had a meeting with Harper. Seems like they want to pay him, but he probably wants to contend, so he doesn't want to go there. I don't know what he's thinking. You got the Red Sox. You know, they, they're they already over the tax. You got the Mets. They just took on a bunch of money, and does Bryce Harper really want to go to the Mets? Probably not. Yeah. Cardinals don't pay. Angels don't have the money. And then the Phillies. You know, the Phillies, the Nationals, those are like, you know, middle of the road, and it's just... The Phillies really are probably the biggest market team that has the money to spend right now. Yeah, the Phillies, the Nationals, you know, the Giants theoretically... Who, yeah. The Padres, I heard that he might let the Padres off match this offer for from the Phillies or whatever. That's just all rumors, you know. But besides that, there's not that many teams that can afford that, dude. Yeah, it's just there's it, only a certain couple of teams that have the money to pay that. So you can't be picky with those teams. Exactly. And it's like certain free agents hit the market at the right time. Robinson Cano hit the market at the right time, and the yeah. Mariners were ready to turn it around. They probably had the money. I don't know the exact story and what was going on with the Mariners, but they were like, all right, let's spend. You know, A-Rod hit the market at the right time, got his money from the Rangers, mm-hmm. then got his money from the Yankees after that. And it's like Albert Pujols, you know, the Angels were ready to contend and surprise everyone. Boom. You know, they got money from, you know, so it's just you got to hit these teams at the right time. And the Phillies are the team at the right time. And it seems like, I don't know what Harper's thinking. It seems like he doesn't want to go there. It's got to be something because they by far are the obvious choice. I haven't, you know, like, no team is probably going to offer as much, maybe besides the Padres, you know. And no you really Padres, think the Padres aren't as good. Would offer as much? They have 110 million still in payroll. I'm just saying maybe. But you think they would tie up 60 million plus a year in I'm, two players? I'm just saying maybe. 
That's insane. They have the room to do it, and with Machado, I think they are now should at least be in the conversation just because That's insane that they might say, though. screw it. You know, I don't think they should, but, yeah. you know, it's like the Phillies and then the Nationals. It's like those are the two, team, the two teams that make sense, and it seems like he doesn't want to stay in Washington, and he doesn't want to go to Philly. Well, I think I tweeted about this or something. It does... He did make the right move by waiting to see how much Machado made. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By holding out because he's a better player than Machado. He, Their stats are... Machado's had really good well, years. Well, yeah, Machado's stats say otherwise. Well, no. In Harper's terms of got war. better well, war because yeah. of defense. I mean, you were talking about this. He's worse defensively, but offensively, he's a fucking powerhouse, dude. He's had such incredible seasons before. Kind of sucked last year. He did, but his ceiling is so high. Yeah. He's had three seasons better than Machado's best, which was last yeah, year. Yeah. So, you know... So overall, I think he is worth more money. But that's the thing: if you're going to wait out Manny Machado, then why complain about it? Yeah. No. If yeah, Manny yeah. Machado and Bryce Harper are staring at each other, having this pissing match on who gets more money, mm-hmm. how are they going to complain and say it's the MLB's fault that yeah. they're not getting paid the money when they're just they're just waiting to get offered more and more and more? Yeah, like it's I don't know. I like I said, I usually side on the MLB player side of this, but like, dude, it's come on, man, you're getting paid three hundred million dollars. Can't forget about taxes. Taxes, too. And, like, you see the players saying, like, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are worth that kind of money. Honestly, they're not. Like, if you really break down the stats. I mean, Harper has the potential to be worth $30 million a year. That's for individual seasons. I don't think he's going to have 10 years worth the $30 million a year production, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a good move. Like I said, it was a good move for... It might sound counterintuitive for me to say it's a good move for the Padres and then say... Machado's not worth $300 million. I could understand why someone would say that. But, mm-hmm. like, you kind of have to pay that much to get Machado because that's what his market value is worth. And there is going to be one team that wants to pay him 270 280 So it's worth it in that sense. But if you look at from a pure money – oh, God, I just punched my mic into my nose. <laughs> if you look at a pure money to, like, production standpoint, you know, like, you can't make the argument that any player is worth that kind of money. And it, like I said, sometimes you have to take your medicine. You have to pay that money to get that player. But, like mm-hmm. – Bryce Harper had a 3.5 war last season. His best war ever is 9.3. For $30 million a year, you can get four, three guys at $10 million a year that combined would be more of an impact than that one player. And I think that's just a lot of teams thinking. Yeah, but if a team needs a big bat, though, you could pay that yeah. money for three guys who are going to be average and take up a 30-year lineup. Or you could have one player who's going to put up a 1.1 OPS. But that's what I'm saying, though, is the teams that need that one bat aren't the teams that need to spend money. Yeah. Or That's the, the one that have the money need that bat, but they're not. They don't have the money to spend. Mm-hmm. And the teams that have the money to spend already have big bats and they already are paying players. And there's no the point. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you sign Bryce Harper, if the Dodgers sign a Bryce Harper, they're going from a B plus to an A minus. I'm not gr- actually grading them on that, but you know what I mean. It's like going from 88 percent to a 90 percent. Yeah. Whereas a team like the Padres, when they sign Manny they Machado, they go from up. a 60 percent to a 90 percent. But at the same time, you know, these guys might not want to play. Obviously, Manny Machado cares about the money, but. Yeah. Teams have never paid that much, and that's why it's just so funny that... I think you, you have to be willing to go to a medium market. You know, small market teams probably aren't going to spend that much money. Padres did. Yeah. But you have to be willing to go to a team that's kind of on the down right now, getting ready to go up. You can't expect to jump in and make, you know, have a contender say, okay, we'll pay you this much for the next 10 years. Well, just, I don't want to... I don't want to hammer this home because we're probably already pretty long on the podcast and we still have a lot more to talk about. Yeah, we're already over 30 minutes. Jesus. That's all right. Just talking about baseball. But, like, look at the the teams that sign these big contracts. Okay, so A-Rod, the Rangers signed A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Let's see the, the Rangers 2000 season. Oh, no, they were terrible when they signed A-Rod. It was the same thing as the Padres, I want to say. 
Yeah, the rain. Oh, not the freaking New York Rangers. Let's go to Texas Rangers 2000 <laughs> season. They were 71 and 91. Yep. Look at terrible team, and he got his money. Oh my god, you could like hear my freaking stomach growl right there in the mic. <laughs> let's look at Robbie Cano before he signed with the Mariners. You know, let's see. Where's his contract? 2014. So the 2013 Mariners. Mariners 2013 season. 71 and 91. Marlins, when they extended Giancarlo, were probably just as low. When did they extend him? I don't know, but I, I can guarantee you they were garbage. I think it was like 2013. 69 and 93 if it was 2013. Either way, they hovered around 60 wins, I think, for a while. No, though. I think I was a junior in high school because I remember walking back from, let's say, 2014, 77, 85. They're still under 500. Yeah. The Padres record. Padres 2018 record. 66-96. Like, these are teams that hover around 70 wins that are paying for these guys. So, mm-hmm. to expect, you know, these big market teams to pay for you is just so irrational. Even the Diamondbacks, dude. The Diamondbacks signed Granky after 2015. Something or, like that. Yeah, right? after 2015. They were 79-83. I mean, that's closer to 500. And Granky obviously isn't as big of a contract. But mm-hmm. it's you don't see contenders, you know. Well, the Angels were really bad before they tried signing Hamilton and Pools and those. When big they contracts, signed Pools, two thousand ten, maybe later than that. I want to say to that. I no, it, he was on the team before Trout. I think I'm already there. Two thousand twelve was his first season, so two thousand eleven. Okay, so two thousand eleven Angels season. You guys went. Oh, you guys actually went 86 and 76. <laughs> I thought you said he just signed in 11. No, 2012 was his first season. So he signed after the 2011 okay, season. Look at the Angels 2010. But they 2011 was the season before him. 2010, still 80 and 82. But that was the perfect case of Pujols catching them at the exact right time. Yep. Where they were on their way up, they never got there. But they seemed to be on their way up. And that's why the Philadelphia Phillies make the most sense. Because they're on their way up. But it doesn't seem like he wants to go there. I don't know. That's just me. Got to be something that, or he was waiting for Machado. Now that he knows what Machado made. He's gonna say, "Hey, pay me fucking three thirty. Oh yeah, I told Miko uh, the Phillies should pay him. It was like eleven years, three forty-two. I think it was. Let me do the math. Like a million more years. Million more a year and one more year, just to be petty. <laughs> yeah, eleven three forty-one. Yeah. I, like so. the, I saw a tweet. It was like, all right, now someone offer Harper 301 for 10 years. And let's get this over with. <laughs> I read some. I, this won't happen, but imagine if he signed just like a one-year contract for like $40 million with a contender. Honestly, if a team's right on the edge and they think they could do it, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, just one year. It gives year. him another contract year to play for. I don't even know what teams would be like. I, I have no idea. Candidates for that. Maybe like the Brewers. Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers won't do that. <laughs> Maybe the Brewers. They just say, screw it. Let's open the payroll for one year. Maybe the ath- the Athletics won't do that. What am I saying? No way. Maybe the Braves. There's no team that would do that. No. Yeah, the Dodgers. The Rockies? Just say, screw it. <laughs> Get Bryce Harper and the freaking Coors. how many home runs he would hit in course. Yeah, but we were going to talk about spring training a little bit. There was the first game, but There's honestly, nothing, it doesn't really matter. going on. The other big thing that happened was Zion Williamson, Duke's prodigy, you know, ripped Man, through man. his Nike, <laughs> has a knee sprain, you know, should be shut out the rest of the year, I think. What do you think? I would say he needs to shut it down. Absolutely. I I get people want to play for their team. You know, it's a team sport. And when you're in college, you're going to be you know, one man for the team and everything. 
let's be real here. You're going to make millions and millions of fucking dollars yeah. playing in the NBA. Oh, he doesn't care about Duke, bro. Knee, that's what I'm saying. If you blow out your fucking knee playing in college for free. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, he Seven? shouldn't play. He shouldn't shouldn't touch the bat, which kind of sucks because it could hurt his draft stock. That is the risk you take. Maybe he goes from first overall to six overall. Maybe plays a couple more games or something just to show he's still healthy after the knee injury. Yeah, I don't but know. Either way, he's going to be fucking, he should well, be pretty They have overall. the NBA workouts, which are going to help him. I just don't think, if you have the number one pick in the NBA draft and you say, I don't want to draft Zion Williamson because he sprained his knee in February, you should lose your job right away. Because that him. knee sprain is not going to affect him come October. Mm-hmm. He's just he's not sitting out because he's still hurt. He's sitting out to be safe. So, but the NBA GMs can be dumb, and maybe they're like, "I don't want you know who <laughs> you knows." Know what, dude, if someone's that stupid, they deserve to be that stupid and not get Zion <laughs> on their team. I read a tweet that he has an eight million dollar insurance policy that if he falls below the sixteenth overall pick, he gets yeah he gets like eight million dollars. I don't know from who Nike. Maybe because I think he signed with Nike to be a Nike athlete, but they can't pay him. I could be incorrect. I don't know. I don't have a facts well, yeah, department. They can't pay NCAA yeah. players. But I think since they can't pay him, he does have an insurance policy where if I get hurt using these shoes, you have to pay me. I think. Damn that. Or maybe a, it's that with Duke. Is a bad look for fucking Nike right there. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna Google it right now. But my dream scenario is the Lakers make the playoffs. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I cover them, so I want good things to happen to them. Um, let's look up this insurance policy real quick. Make sure I'm not spouting. Duke Star reportedly has eight million loss of value insurance policy. CBS Sport. Who? So the policy, according to the report, is worth eight million dollars. It was issued and written by ISI International Specialty Insurance and paid for by Duke. All allowable with an NCAA's rulebook. That seems kind of fishy. So we need a <laughs> dude. All of college basketball is fishy. So we it need is, but... the Lakers to make the playoffs. Have like the seventeenth overall pick or whatever. And we need Zion to go to every NBA team and say, if you draft me, I am not playing. I will go play overseas. <laughs> I'm only going to play for the Los Angeles well, Lakers. Zion, LeBron, and AD all on the same team. So he gets drafted by the Lakers, gets his $8 million insurance policy. <laughs> and then I'm sure he probably wouldn't get it if he told teams that. There's probably like some. Yeah, but he could say it's the injury. Just saying. It's not going to happen, but that would be so sick. I just, dude, when you're that good, he's so obviously the number one overall pick before this happened. Yeah, dude, he's like the next LeBron. Yeah, there's no, there hasn't there's been no a... question about it. Why would you risk that signing bonus for the number one overall pick and the money you're going to make in the NBA yeah. playing? Well, he'll make money eventually. He will, but still, <laughs> no, yeah, he's got it's a no lot reason of money. to risk it. Like, if you look at, you know, who was DeAndre Ayton's contract, who was the first overall pick last year? He's making. Da, 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 da. I hate that I take so long. Eight million per year. It looks like. I wish. I, can I look at the overall contract? Especially if you think about it, this is a. Oh, excuse me. This is a college student. Like yeah. I'm sure he's doing just fine playing for Duke and you know, number one ranked college player in the world right now. But yeah, he's still not having like he doesn't have a fuck ton of money as a college player. No, I mean if you look at um, DeAndre Ayton, he has a two year, seventeen million dollar contract. But years three and four, it's club options, so they're going to keep them. That's ten million and twelve million, so that's twenty-four plus seventeen, forty-one million in his first four years. If you look at the fifth overall pick, who was the fifth overall pick? I think it was Trey Young, wasn't it? I don't know. Two thousand eighteen NBA draft. Gosh, dude, I should like fill this space with noise. That way, my research doesn't take too long. Yeah, Trey Young. I should have just trusted my heart, Ty. <laughs> so if you go. So we have what four years, forty-one million. If we go to Trey Young, fifth overall pick, he's gonna make eleven, eighteen, twenty-six. 
still a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money, but that's $15 million that that you're losing. But still, I mean, $8 million. Nah, that won't happen, but they should shut it down. I heard you want some Nikes, though, speaking of Nikes. Okay. Fuck, I didn't look at what they're called. I don't know what they're called, Jason. You're cursing a lot this episode. It's okay, though. I don't judge. It's whatever. That's how I am. Sorry. They made these Nikes. Yeah. Bro, they fucking hook up to your phone. And they have like little motors in the bottom of it. And it like laces them up for you. And if you don't have your phone, there's little buttons on the side that like tighten loose. They are I've seen so those. fucking clean. The Nike Adapt BB Black that Pure. Is a, yeah. $400, $400? I think they went 350 but they sold out within like fucking minutes or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I want them so badly. 350 was the uh, original sell price. Yeah. But they're already flipped for like five, six hundred. I want to say that's so. They're not. They're they're cool looking, but four hundred dollars just so you don't have to tie your shoes, bro. They hook up to your fucking phone. You're totally a sucker, Jason. Don't say the f word again. They you hook up to your fucking phone. <laughs> You're a sucker, dude. You're an absolute sucker, and that's they coming also from have someone. Like a, what is it like a gyroscope or whatever? Where it can sense like your movement and everything. So if you hook it up like like the workout trainer type shit. You like steps and Todd. When's the last time you worked out? No, I'm not. I, I want to use it for that. I'm just saying that's also part of the shoe. I mean, coming from someone who has not an insane shoe collection, but probably a shoe collection that should be more than it is, or should be less than it is. Like, you're just being a sucker at this point. They're so clean, and I want them. I want the Paul George Black History, the Paul George Three Black History Month ones. I don't know which ones those are. They're these here. I'll turn my computer around and show you. Everyone I've showed said they're ugly, but I like them. They're all right. I don't think they're ugly. I think they're all right. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate it. Make sure to avoid the ones Zion was wearing. Though. I think he was wearing the Paul George like two and he a half. He was wearing Paul something. George something. Paul George Black History Month 2018. I think the 2018 ones are pretty flat. What? No, that's not how much they sell for. No way. <laughs> What's it saying? I see one listing online for the Paul the Black History Month ones from last year, and they're fifteen hundred dollars. Holy shit! I should just buy some and resell them next year. They're dope though. Look at those. Those are pretty nice. Fifteen? Can you imagine spending fifteen hundred dollars on I shoes, can't. but just spend three hundred fifty dollars on shoes that just tie your shoes for you? They look clean. They <laughs> hook up to your phone, Jason. Dude, that's so ridiculous. Have you ever had to charge your phone at or your fucking phone, your shoes at night? No, because I would you, have to. Yeah, that's just a, something that's gonna affect your life negatively. Affect my life in a great way. You're gonna forget how to tie your shoes. You're gonna forget to charge your shoes at night, and then you're gonna walk out the door, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, "Wow, my shoes are so loose, and I can't charge them. How am I gonna tie my shoes today?" Get with the future, Jason. This is the future. It's coming. Okay, I'll get on the train. I'll buy them when they're seventy dollars, like normal shoes. <laughs> not when they're a hundred. Well, normal shoes aren't really seventy bucks, but not the ones I buy. Just kidding. I buy mine on clearance because that's a smart thing to do. Yes, sir. And then uh, some MMA news. Speaking of MMA, just letting the viewers know, I got a sexy UFC shirt on today. It's a uh, navy blue, and it has the <laughs> old school. What? I thought it was black. Navy blue and it has the old school UFC logo and baby blue kind of yellow and it's like the white guy with the fist in the air. That was the old UFC logo. That was the original UFC I logo. I didn't know that. That's well, cool. It's dope. It is dope. Anyways, uh, GSP retired. Yes, sir. He's done. He had two belts at the time of retiring too, right? Well, he wasn't champ because they he didn't have two belts. He's won two belts, but he lost his he gave up the welterweight title years ago, like 2013, when he stopped really? fighting. Because uh-huh. he his last he fought in 2013, took like a four-year hiatus. Were you with us at Buffalo Wild Wings when we watched the GSP fight? Probably. And then he won the middleweight belt in like 2017. Mm-hmm. So he took a four-year hiatus, and then he gave up the middleweight belt when he said he wasn't going to defend it. Yeah. I just want to fight for my legacy. I do not want to defend the belt. <laughs> uh, 
for my legacy. Uh, legacy sounded like him, and then everything else didn't sound like him. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a little, I mean, I saw it coming, but I'm a little sad because we don't get to see GSP versus Khabib, which was like everything I had ever wanted in my life. That would have been a great fucking fight. I mean, it would have been on the floor the whole time probably, but oh, dude, I, that's everything I ever wanted in my life. Well, Khabib's probably, you know, he's probably the best pound for pound fighter there is in the UFC right now. I don't think he is on the rankings, but he should be. Yeah, he absolutely should be. And DC might be. Who? DC, Daniel Cormier. Oh, maybe. But either way. And then George St. Pierre is a fucking GOAT. Probably top five UFC fighter all time. Top three? Yeah. Anderson He's Silva, right George St. Pierre, and John Jones probably. John Jones, which he probably would be higher up John Jones if he didn't have the fucking controversy. But Oh, he'll be number one by the time is. Oh, yeah, pound for pound, Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Makes sense. Who John Jones has beaten twice, so that just shows how good he is. <laughs> but he doesn't have fucking... That's when he failed his drug test was the first time with uh, DC, wasn't it? No, the first time they fought and then everything was fine. And then like a month later, he had his cocaine incident and like his uh, hit a pregnant lady. Second time he beat him and then tested positive okay. in the actual fight itself. Yeah. But they were supposed to fight before the second time. They were supposed to fight like six times. They fought twice. Before the second fight, they were supposed to fight at UFC 200 and he tested positive for steroids. So, yeah, I don't know if you could really count John Jones in your top three. Conor McGregor, top three all time. No. Talent-wise, hype guy, yes, but not talent. Talent-wise, not at all. But in terms of impact on the sport, I think he's got to be right up there. He's number someone. one. He's number. There's no one just by like the impact for the fighters. Yeah, because fighters are making more money now, and fighters are going to have more control in the future. He's number one. Yeah, he's he's the face of the UFC. Like, hundred percent. In a hundred years, if they make a new UFC logo, it should be Conor McGregor. Like you know, like the baseball <laughs> logo where it's a silhouette. It should be Conor McGregor silhouette. Like see that, like a stance or something. And, like, UFC fighters hate him now, but they should be thanking him in the future because... He got them their money. Yeah, he's he's changed the game completely. I mean, absolutely changed it. Yeah. He's a pioneer for sure. Like, Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey might go down in the best of all time. But it's sad. It's sad that I don't get to see GSP versus Khabib mm-hmm. being a big UFC fan. What do you say now that his career is over? I got a question for you. Yeah, go for it. What other job could he have done and be taken seriously if he wasn't a fighter? He has the funniest voice I have ever heard oh. in my entire life. And I don't think there's any That's other job he could have done to where he would have been able to do it and been successful because everyone just laughed at him. So he said, fuck it. I guess I have to punch people in the face to get some respect with this voice. Uh, I I don't know. I am a janitor. Uh, yeah, seriously, I heard a janitor. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> Hello, I am George, your janitor. <laughs> could um, have been a waiter. Well, here's the thing, Ty, is he has a French-Canadian accent, so where he's from, that's normal. There's no so way you're being normal. kind of prejudiced. There's no way that's normal. It's fucking hilarious. That's like going to the UK, and they're like, wow, there's hokey. I don't like, know if probably, that's a good word to use. I'm still. so sorry if that's offensive. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to upset anyone. Wow, this guy has a weird voice. How does he get a job over here? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hokies. He definitely has the funniest voice in the fucking UFC, though. Oh, yeah. A hokey. Oh, my God. What's it mean, Okay, dude? nothing. I don't think I spelled it right. I don't want to say it. Very, very loose vagina. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be the right spelling of hokey. <laughs> There's a hokey bird, Virginia Tech. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler's dying over here. Oh, Jesus I, don't, Christ, I think Jesus. I just made up the term. Maybe I was I think thinking of like a honky. Yeah, honky. What's a honky? <laughs> Is that like offensive? White, it's like a white guy shit talking thing. A derogative term for black people for a white person. Oh, well, the UK wouldn't really call you that. I mean, I don't know. We're not going to dive into that. But uh, speaking of UFC, real quick, uh, I might order a UFC 235. Ty, are you busy next Saturday? Mm, I don't know. 
Dude, it's a stacked card. But if I'm not, tell me that card because I want to. I, I love watching some UFC. You might not know all the names because you're not as big of a UFC fan as me. I'm like middle of the road. So first fight of the card is Pedro Munoz okay. versus Cody Garbrandt, former champ. You should know who Cody yep. Garbrandt is. That's the first fight. So that's, you know. Second fight, not really the hype for it. Tisha Torres, who I've heard is a beast. I haven't really watched her. And then Wel- Welly Zhang. She's 18 and 1. I have no fucking clue. I don't know, I don't who, know they who they are either. Fighters. I'm sorry. Third fight. This one I am so hyped for, and you don't even know one guy. Robbie Lawler. You know him probably. Uh, yep, definitely. Versus Ben Askren. That's a funny name. Ben Askren, 18-0 outside the UFC. He's been the guy his whole career. He's like 35 now. Mm-hmm. He's been the guy the whole career. Everyone's been like, that guy can beat George St. Pierre. Like his whole career. Really? It was like Ben Askren needs to come to the UFC and fight George St. Pierre. He is such a high-level wrestler. If you watch one of his fights, they're not entertaining. But he'll just take down guys down and make them look silly. He fought yeah. like an all, I don't, I don't think it was an all American, but he fought like a black belt jujitsu guy. One of the fights I watched, and like a super highly touted wrestler, and just absolutely like tied him up and made him look silly, dude. Like he's insane. <laughs> kind of like McGregor Khabib. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah. but he does that to everyone. Like yeah. Ben Askren is the guy now I want to see fight Khabib because I think he could beat Khabib, just because. He's that fucking technical and good on the ground. On the ground, yeah. And in stand-up, he's not great, but neither is Khabib. He's fighting Robbie Lawler, though, who's insane on the floor. Who's Robbie Lawler? Insane standing up. He could end the fight before he even gets to the ground. That's the scary part. They gave him, like, the worst possible matchup they could have to start his career. But, dude, he's he's a hype train, dude. He's he's insane. I'm just excited to see him finally in the UFC. Sounds fun. He's... They traded Demetrius Johnson to one FC in Japan for him. Seriously? They orchestr- after Demetrius Johnson lost the trade, they orchestrated a trade where the UFC would release Demetrius Johnson so one FC could sign him and one FC would release Ben Askren. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right That's after insane. right after Demetrius lost. They uh, gave up their like one of their greatest fighters ever for Ben yeah. Askren. <laughs> uh next fight, co main title fight, Tyron Woodley. Okay. Versus K- K- I'm going to murder. What am I saying? Murder his first name. Kamaru Usman. He's good. I, I, I've heard I watch him. He's 14 and 1. He's good. Okay. Kamaru. I don't know how, but that's going to be an insane fight. Like, that's welterweight title fight. It's going to be insane, dude. They're both right. going to throw down. Sounds good so far. And then light heavyweight main event, John Jones versus Anthony Smith. I think Anthony Smith's going to get his butt kicked, but it's always fun watching John Jones fight. It was a very simple name with Anthony Smith. He could have been a president. He looks like how you would expect him to look. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. He looks like he looks like how you'd expect him to look, but then he served like a week of prison and he got some tattoos. <laughs> Not saying he ever went to prison. I don't want to offend anyone, but like he looks how like how a guy named Anthony Smith would look. Here's a picture this. of Anthony Smith. That's Anthony Smith right there. <laughs> That's definitely Anthony <laughs> Smith. You'd be able to pick him out in like a lineup of five people. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a good he's card. He's probably going to get his ass beat, but it'll be good to see John Jones fight. I might buy it. I'll let you know, but $60, you know, that's a lot of money, but I might buy it. I'll throw some in. Uh, we're going to talk about AAF. Do you want to just skip that or do you want to mention it quickly? Because we're up time-wise and we still got our pretty long All segment I'm gonna to end it. AAF, it's bullshit. The, the, we're at 51 minutes. They released the first official power rankings for the AAF. My team's on the bottom. Our teams were both in the bottom three. That's bullshit. Because at least my team's won, Jason. And Miko's team was seventh? Miko's team was in between us because my team beat the Legends. Yeah, so seventh. Legends were seventh. Your team was eighth. And the fleet was six? Six. Yeah. Alton Brown needs to step it up, man. Pig Howard, or Alton Brown. Alton Howard. Pig Howard needs to step it up. He's got to do something. Did you see you retweeted our tweet? Yeah. Hey, Pig Howard, if you're listening to this, you want to come on the show? Please. You're our favorite AAF player. Top player in the league. Yeah, easily. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't really care about the AAF still. I mean, Philip Nelson's out yes, there I making behind-the-back passes and everything. At least throw us up on the power rankings a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I so wish our teams played in San Diego. I would so go. But they don't. They play oh, in. They, they play, play in Memphis. Fuck. Yeah. But we could still go to a San Diego game. I mean, there's still like 50 bucks. But did you see the crowd? There's nothing, dude. It was like a high school freaking game, dude. There's I wonder nothing. if the ticket prices went down. Let's go on like SeatGeek real quick. We said we weren't going to talk about this a lot, but now I'm now I'm intrigued. <laughs> dude, if they don't sell that much tickets, they got to give them away for like 20 bucks. They got to start dropping them down. It'd be stupid not to. You just want to build up the league, get people in the stadium watching the games. I heard that the rain was a big factor of it. Like people actually wanted to go. The weather was fucked. March 9th at 5 o'clock. $130? No. Those ones are only 50 But yeah, 38 Let's just... I spent 38 on football ticket. Price with fees, sort by price. Yeah, 37 38 And they, they don't go into the upper bowl, so it's not like you're super high. Yeah, it's like mid-tier. I, yeah, I don't I don't know I if I'd still it. pay that much for the athlete game. I'll get media credentials somehow. Even do though it. they're not Los Angeles. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> And then our final segment, as we're 52 minutes, we're probably going to go to like an hour 20 with this because there's a lot to talk about. Power ranking Will Ferrell movies. Mm. Mm -mm. Will Ferrell, easily my favorite favorite actor. I can't. I don't think anyone comes close. I, I, Will Ferrell, who else do I like actor-wise? I don't know. Will Ferrell. I really don't know. Like, I'd say one of the Marvel people, but there's not like a Marvel person. Marvel, though, really. It's not like I'm like, wow, I really like his work. Um... John C. Riley, but that's a Will Ferrell guy. Uh, <laughs> old Adam Sandler. Um, I like Adam Sandler sometimes, yeah. I don't think anyone compares for me as far as how many movies I can quote and love, you know, like Will Ferrell. Yeah, if I see, if there, I mean, I didn't see Holmes and Watson, so this is a terrible example. <laughs> and I didn't see The House, but those were two of his worst yeah, rated they're movies. Yeah, awful. If I see a Will Ferrell movie, I'm probably going to go see it. Mm-hmm. If there's not, if I see a Robert Downey Jr. movie, if he's not playing Iron Man, I don't really care. He's doing Doctor Doolittle, unless the movie itself. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I actually didn't hear about that. I don't know why I lied. So we're gonna rank our top five uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell movies. There was a lot. There was a good. I have six. I'm not gonna. I'll say the honorable mentions after. Mm-hmm. I have six honorable mentions. So does Ty. And I was telling Ty, I'm only gonna use honorable mentions as someone I could legitimately put in the five spot because I didn't want to flood the list. And these six honorable mentions. Five through eleven could all be interchangeable. I'm I'm the exact same way. I have a legitimate top four that are like probably one hundred percent my go to Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. And then the other ones are all just I put five ish for my fifth five-ish one. Five ish. Because I'm then... not even confident in it in fifth. Interesting. Do you want to start us with your fifth? What we're gonna do is if Tyler names his fifth and his fifth is my second, I'll say it's my second, then we'll talk about it. That way we don't rehash the movie twice. Alright. I'll start it. I'll go with fifth. Again, this one is interchangeable with a lot of movies, but I decided to put it on my list because it fucking cracks me up. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. I had Blades of Glory in an honorable mention. Could have went in the fifth, but but it wasn't in the top 11. Blades of Glory is a great movie. That movie cracks me up. He's, just fucking, he's working out on the treadmill and yeah. singing, was it Fergie or whatever? I don't remember. That's one of those movies I've seen. I saw once when I was like 10, and then I didn't watch it for forever, and I like forgot every all the jokes, and I rewatched it again like two, three years ago. And, like, it was funny when I watched it, but I've only seen it twice, so I can't, like, quote a lot of it. Like, yeah. I'm sure if I watched it today, I'd bust up laughing. But that's why I didn't crack my crack my top five is because I was, like... I was the same way. I watched it when I was younger and then watched it again probably, like, five years ago. And yeah. I fucking, every time I see it on it, see that's it's on, how I turn it on. all my honorable... Men- not all of them, but, like, some of my honorable mentions were it was kind of the same thing. We like, haven't seen them a lot. Yeah, so I can't quote them as much. But it was good. My favorite part of that movie is when he's running away at the end. He's, like, running away from one of the bad guys, mm-hmm. and he falls on the lake. And then he gets up and he does that little like uh, ice 
ice skating figure and then flips them <laughs> off and skates away. I want to say it's a GIF on. I'm 100% sure it is. On iPhone, like the iPhone yeah. chat. But, dude, it was. Slides away, turns around, flips them off on ice. Dude, I'm going a, I'm to a look on my iPhone chat real quick. I don't want to. Dude, it was. Dude, it's so funny. That scene literally made me cry when I saw it again. <laughs> it's just a great movie. I Will love when he goes Ferrell. to, like, the sex addicts meeting or whatever, and they're, like, all talking, and all of them just want to fucking do each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even remember that scene. Oh, that's, that's how, like, weird. I don't really remember that much of it. That's Chaz why I didn't Michael's. hit it. Come on now. Yeah, I remember his name. But that was a that's the same guy that's in Benchwarmers, right? In Napoleon Dynamite. What? The the actor. Oh yeah, he was a uh, bench Benchwarmers. Yeah. yeah, in Napoleon Dynamite. I think so. Yeah, I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite. Hot take. Me and Riley were talking about this today. I watched Napoleon Dynamite for the first time like a year ago. Wasn't that funny? I've never seen. I it. laughed like once. I've heard a lot of good things about it, but I've never watched it. I think I've tried watching it, and there's like a funny moment. I know the one dude like tries throwing the football or something super far. Yeah, it was like one or two funny laughs, but yeah. it was like I don't know. My number five. <sighs> I've talked about it before. It's gonna piss me off. It cracked my top five. So how about you be happy that no, it cracked the top off. five? Step Brothers. Step Brothers is my number five Will Ferrell movie of all time. I know it upsets you, but it cracked the top five. As much as I say it's overrated, it's still a top five Will Ferrell movie. No, out of Jason, like a, is not out a of like twenty. Five. It is not a top five Will Ferrell movie. It was number one on my list. Number one on Tyler's Step list. Brothers is the funniest fucking Will Ferrell movie ever. Step Brothers is good and it has funny moments. No, it all it is is funny <laughs> moments. It's just nonstop. Like the storyline is awful. Everything's awful. It's just fucking hilarious. Oh, we need to get an F word counter on you for this episode. Uh, <laughs> maybe I just missed the train on Step Brothers. I watched it after it was really big and I watched it after the wave. And maybe that's why, because I didn't get a lot of the quotable moments. Because that's really what makes these movies funnier is it's funny and then you quote it with your friends. And then the next time you watch it, it's funny again. Yep. But like I laughed a few times, but there's like a few jokes in there where I know they're supposed to be funny. And like, I don't really laugh. I'm like, oh, it's funny, but I'm not like when he teabags a drum set. Like I don't sit there busting <laughs> up laughing. I cried. First time I saw it. I, I was just like... True story. That's funny. I, I don't remember what year this came out. We were younger. 2008, though. I believe. Probably, yeah. So we were still pretty young. 10. I say 10. 9, 10, yeah. And I still... I laughed at Will Ferrell movies at that time when I was like, you know, younger and whatnot. Yeah. I was staying with my great-grandma for a week. 2008, yeah. I was staying with my great-grandma for a week down Long Beach. Did this thing for like summer or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, oh, you want to go see a movie? I was like, sure, let's go see a movie. I was like, oh, I like Will Ferrell. Let's see Step Brothers. Worst oh, decision gosh. of my fucking life. Oh, my great my grandma gosh. sitting there seeing Will Ferrell put his balls on a drum set. Oh, my God. <laughs> see, it's funny. Like, the one car singing scene where they swing Sweet Child of Mine. That's that one. That's <laughs> Dude, probably I my favorite scene in the movie. That. That's my favorite scene in the movie. But, like. You know, the tree house is looking at the porno. It's like, it's like jacking off in a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Like, like see, but like those one-liners don't make me laugh as much. And I think it's because I missed the train. So the one-liners don't have as much of a punch on me. That's why it's just number five. Fair enough. I can't. It's your list. I can't change your list. Can I disagree with it? Yes. It's your <laughs> list. I know it upsets you. I think I just missed the train. And that's why I say it's overrated. Possibly. Number four, Jason. For me. Okay. Help me Oprah Winfrey. Help me Tom Cruise. I'm on fire. <laughs> Talladega Nights is my fourth. Talladega Nights is my number two. Oh, high up on my list, is. bro. It's a great movie. I fucking love it. It was on TV the other day and it was the very end of it. And it's the one song every time it comes on, I think of we belong to the night. We belong <laughs> forever. Whatever. I don't know the words. On the night, uh, that dude, track. that, oh, that, is a great that song, if it comes on, that's the first thing I think of Absolutely. every single time. And it's a great movie. Talladega Nights, it would always be my go-to movie when we went camping in the RV or the trailer. I would oh, always throw a Talladega Nights. Or whatever. 
At NASCARs or no? When we went to like Johnson Valley, yeah, and I went off roading. I would always watch that movie, man. The movie is great. I've probably seen Talladega Nights the most out of any Will Ferrell movie. I would agree with that. I think I've seen it more than even Step Brothers. That because it's always on TBS. Yeah, (laughs) that's like I was saying. My dad had it on TV the other night. It's dude. It's so you got a little shake and bake. You got it's just so funny. The (laughs) I'll jump on you like a spider monkey, like. It's a good movie. It's funny. It's wonderful. I love when they do the thing like, oh, last night he died working on the car. Hey, is that you over there? (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, when he's uh, when he's talking to the the rest in peace, the pit crew guy. I don't remember his name in the movie. The black guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I hope your son grows up and you raise your son. And he's or whatever he says. And he's like, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Like, that's an all time Will Ferrell line. John C. Riley's coming up. He's like. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I mean spread. I spread my butt cheeks and everything. <laughs> that movie came out before Step Brothers, so I could be wrong on this, but it was like the first John C. Riley, Will Ferrell clash up. I'm pretty sure. Maybe because yeah. it came out two years before Step Brothers and Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. I do a lot of researching movies. It, dude, it's so good. I love it. Yeah, twenty. John C. Riley was an Anchorman too. Am I missing something? I think he played one of the other news. Yeah, when they yeah. Did a big fight. He was one of the other news people. Yeah, twenty two thousand. Yeah, that was our first movie together, and it was so good, man. I love Talladega Nights. <laughs> so I crossed off my number two. Okay. And your number one's gone, and our number my number. Everyone knows my number one. I'm surprised you're number one. We don't have the same. Number four, the other guys. I know this is in your top five because you said you love this movie, or did you cut it? Number three. Number three. Number four for me. Number three for mm. you. Ty. I rewatched the other guys about two, three weeks ago when I was throwing up and sick. First time I, it was like the same thing. I watched it when I was younger mm-hmm. and I, but I watched it again recently. Maybe that's why I have some recency bias, but oh my God, was it hilarious, dude. It dude. is so funny. And I love, I love Will Ferrell in this movie, but I love Mark Wahlberg just oh, yeah. as much. That's why I was saying to you, I was like, I love it, but it's not just Will Ferrell's the reason I love it. Oh yeah. And it was so good. It was a good movie too. It was like that buddy cop movie. Oh yeah, like, no, it was actually pretty It wasn't sick. just stupid humor like the other movies. Yeah. Like. It was so like the scene where she's dressed up as the grandma or they're talking dirty to each other through the grandma <laughs> that had me cracking up and just all the stupid, all the stupid, like one liners between Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Like when they're getting picked on, he's like, you got to do desk pop. You haven't done desk pop yet. <laughs> he just shoots his off or his gun in the office. I got to look up the other guy one liners now because I remember there was a few that just made me bust up laughing, dude. Gator needs his gat. Gator needs his gat. That's an all timer. <laughs> just. Just all, just like this was like his first like. I, again, I could be incorrect about this, but this is the first one I came across. His first kind of like dad role, like he kind. That's kind of all he plays now is like the yeah. kind of dorky dad roles, and like it was he did it so good, man. It was wonderful. He I did love it. that movie. He did. It I so love good. where um, Mark Wahlberg's like doing like classical ballet dancing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, we used to pick on a kid, so I took classes and learned how to do it, so I could pick on him for it. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's just that dynamic. And that was kind of like the same dynamic they had on uh, like um, Daddy's Home, too. Pretty yeah, much the pretty same. similar. Yeah. And Daddy's Home was on my honorable mention. Oh, no, it wasn't. It should be. Daddy's Home was hilarious, it dude. Was, it wasn't on mine, either. I mean, I'm ty- even though it doesn't matter, this list isn't going to anyone, I'm typing it right now. Because <laughs> Daddy's Home is great, dude. The dance scene at the end, that was so funny. Oh, my God. So that was my number four, right? So what's your number three? My number three was Other Guys. So we were back What's your number two? Oh. Nope, nope. We're going back to you. What's your number three? Number three. I know this isn't your top five. Uh, old School. Okay. Fair enough. I Dude, Old School. Another movie I watched when I was... I actually never watched it until like less than a year ago. 
And oh my god, dude, it's so funny. Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell are just so good together. I think I've seen it maybe once, and I remember it's it good. was hilarious. It didn't make my list or my honorable mentions because I don't remember enough about it. But I know it should be up there. If I watched it, it would make the list. Oh my god, there's this scene. I have to, I have to look it up now, and I'm gonna play it on I know the, the podcast. Thing, like, you're my boy, Blue. I remember I was watching. I saw a clip like part of it the other day, and Will Ferrell's running down the street, butt ass naked. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah, because he, uh, he partied or whatever. Uh huh. And like, I forgot the name. He has a name when he parties, kind of like Gator needs his gas, same mm. idea. And he partied with the college kids, and then he was running down the street <laughs> naked. I'm going to play this uh, scene right now on the podcast. I don't know if people will be able to hear this. This is my favorite scene in the world. Can you? Oh, I don't even think we can hear it. I'll play it after the podcast. Okay. So it's when they're like recruiting the people to be in their fraternity. I just remember there was one scene where like they go to a grocery store and they kidnap the husband and the wife's like, Oh my God. And they act like they're going to like kill her or something. They're like, get out of the fucking car or whatever. Like, it's just so funny, dude. It's so funny. That is good shit. Oh my God. And the, yeah, you're my boy blue. And just Vince Vaughn is like this awkward, funny guy. And like the other guy's good in it too. Like the main guy, I guess he is like, yeah, I don't know not even name, the main guy, but, but yeah. yeah, it's a good movie, man. It's so funny. I remember a little bits about it. It would make, I'm hundred percent sure it'd be on my list. If I would watch it, we got to watch it. It's so yeah. funny. So what's your, so we're going to my number two now, which is my number one. Yeah, it absolutely is, Jason. This probably our list. I'm gonna be honest; it was second on my list, but it's by far one of the most, let's say, influential movies of our childhood. Oh yeah, more of like our adolescent, like teenage yes. years. Yeah, Anchorman. I bunched Anchorman one and two together because I can't pick between the two. It's like picking between twin children. I 100% can pick between the two, and it's Anchorman. <laughs> because Anchorman 2, they had that stupid, always oh, blind and dobie, and it just dragged on in the middle of the movie. Dude, it was so funny, It though. was funny, but it, I just that part kind of killed it for me. It'd be in my top five again. Yeah, the blind part was kind of dumb, but still, it was... But, but Anchorman 1. Oh, dude. The All-timer. Ron Burgundy. Easily the most important movie of Will Ferrell's career. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, Will Ferrell, I've heard an interview. I think he said Anchorman was his favorite movie ever just because what it meant for his career. But other guys was like, or Step Brothers was like the most fun he had in a movie because mm-hmm. they just, you know, yeah. shot the shit the whole time. But like Anchorman, I mean, Old School came out before Anchorman, but Anchorman was like the first Will Ferrell movie, man. Oh, my God, yes. Dude, and it's it is just, it's, an, it's a cult classic. It's insane. I love that movie. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to exaggerate, but you can, in 80 years in textbooks, they're going to be looking at, you know, Anchorman as like something that shaped the comedy landscape. You know what I mean? Cause, Jason, I'm what? changing number one on my list right now. Really? I, I have to. I'm thinking we're talking about it, and I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> over Step Brothers. It's over Step You Brothers. go to bat for Step Brothers all the time. I go to bat for Step Brothers. It's an amazing movie, but I fucking love Anchorman. Dude, it's so, so good. Much. Just the one-liners and, like, not a lot. Not everyone's going to find it funny. It's just such, and... like, stupid comedy. Like, you sit It's Will like, Ferrell comedy. <laughs> you stay classy, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I actually told my professor, because I'm taking a news class at Fullerton, how you said I should have dressed up as Ron Burgundy. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, you should like, it'd be funny. <laughs> He's like, maybe just like, if you get permission from the main professor, just say that, like I'm Jason Reed, like be funny <laughs> so about it. Great, dude. I love that. I love the jazz flute scene where he's in the bar and he just like shows up like <laughs> under the urinal playing his fucking jazz flute and everything. I'm trying to think of my favorite anchorman. I don't know. My anchorman, the funniest I ever laughed. Cause anchorman Two. The reason I have it up there is cause like, we were so hyped about Anchorman 2. I had a countdown on my phone for over a year. Yeah. So, like, when we saw Anchorman 2, we already loved Anchorman 1. I laughed so... Viewing. Yeah, the very first viewing they allowed. I laughed so hard, dude. Like, I laughed more my first time watching Anchorman 2 than any time I watched Anchorman 1 just because the hype was there. And, like, I remember the... When they're like, 
2 a.m. That's the graveyard shift. And we're, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Like, that one's an all-timer, dude. That one is an all-timer. And, like, Brick is an MVP so in both movies. I love Lamp and just oh, the afternoon just delight. Dude, it's it's so good. It's such a good movie, man. I can't even begin to explain I watch it. I it right now. I do. I kind of want you to watch Old School, though, because it's so funny. I'm going to show you that clip once we're done recording because oh, yeah, it's I, hilarious. Um, honorable mentions, I had Blade of Glory, Semi-Pro. Great movie, but it like Blades of Glory, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't yeah. really remember like, it. I've only seen it a couple of times. You saw it, and you told me about it, and I watched it. Yeah. And I remember I was dying laughter watching it. It was in my honorable mentions, too. I think you borrowed it from me, actually. I might have, yeah. It was like a while ago. It's uh, a great movie. Elf. Elf's a good movie. My honorable mentions. I, I figured that one's more like a Will Ferrell's in it, but it's like, I don't know. It was a Christmas it's movie. Well, yeah. So, But it's a great I think movie. it's I his it. number one movie, though, like, critically. No, yeah. I think it is, too. Um. I didn't see Elf for the first time until Christmas of 2017. So not this past no Christmas. No yeah. Jason. Yeah. I went 19 years of my life without seeing Elf. Dude, Elf's not that old. Well, I'm just saying my I was 19. Okay. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, it's not like you could have watched it. Like, no matter what, we had to have gone at least 10 years. Um, I think it was pretty 2003, before Anchorman. Elf was not before Anchorman. November 7th, 2003. In Canada. I don't know when it did American release, but yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's insane. Elf American release date, October 9th, 2003. Yeah. That's insane. Um, I also had, I had two animated movies Will Ferrell was in. I had me Lego too. Movie me and too. Megamind. I was, I wanted to put Lego Movie number five because I love the Lego Movie. Lego Movie is But it, I don't love it because of Will Ferrell. Yeah. That so was that's my why I didn't include too. it. Megamind, I, I'll still watch Megamind to this day. Me too. Have I'm you ever seen a uh, Lego Batman movie? I have not. We've talked about, dude, it's so fucking good. I'm it... slamming on the table right now because I'm so <laughs> upset that you haven't seen it. I need it. to watch them. I love the Lego movie dude, and Megamind. Lego Batman is so funny, dude. There's a, I remember there was a funny adult joke in that because uh, the kid's name is like Dick or something mm-hmm. like that. And the Lego Bat, he, the kid asks him like, oh, like what's your name? He's like, oh, it's who Robin ends up being. And that's not a spoiler. That's like in the trailers. That's He's like, oh, my name's too. Dick. And then Batman was just like, Oh, kids are harsh nowadays or whatever. <laughs> like it was like an adult joke, you know, kids wouldn't understand oh that, but gosh. it was so funny, man. Um, I feel like, Oh, daddy's home, which I just added get hard, which was on like number 27th of like the top 32 Will Ferrell movies. Mm-hmm. That movie just, I think it's recency bias, but that movie made me laugh so much. The Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell dynamic. That was really fun. I liked it. I know in a lot of like the stuff when we were looking these up, it was towards like his bottom of his movies. Yeah. I don't get how that funny movie is fucking funny. Maybe it's one of those things where like the Will Ferrell humor just got drawn out. So people don't really like it as much. Maybe. Like if get, if get hard released in 2003 and it was the same exact movie, it might be our anchor man. You know what I mean? That is true. But it was so funny. I remember when he's teaching him to talk prison smack, he's like, you're my bitch's bitch. I'm your grandpa bitch or whatever he said. Like <laughs> it was, dude, it's so funny. At the end of the movie, he keysters a pistol up his ass <laughs> and he just pulls it out. He's like, Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, any other honorable mentions you um, had? I also I had Anchorman two on my honorable mentions yeah. because I put it separate, and then uh, Kicking and Screaming. I didn't have that on my honorable mentions, but I probably I could have. Just I, that movie cracks me up. I'm punching my mic a lot today, just from the scene we watched before when we were doing these lists, it made me laugh. When yeah. he's being, he made the parent go around a freaking lap, <laughs> but I haven't seen that movie in a while either. That movie has got a bunch of good moments in it. It's fucking hilarious. Did you do dishonorable mentions? I did not. I have two. Okay. Only ones I've seen. It's like Holmes and Watson. Mm-hmm. Terrible movie I've heard. I haven't seen it. Land of the Lost. See, I don't remember. Been a it. long time since I've, I've seen, seen it. it. I, I remember, remember hating it. it. I've seen it twice. Like I watched it when I was like when it first came out, and I watched it again when I was like fifteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it both times. Um, maybe I'll like it now. I don't know. And the campaign. 
Ooh. I know you think the campaign's funny, and I, I think there I like was funny moments, but for the hype I had, because Zach Galifianakis was just coming off the Hangover craze. Yeah. That movie had that movie had the hype to be like the best Will Ferrell movie ever, just with the two styles of Galifianakis and Ferrell, and it fell flat for me. I remember watching, it and I was just like, that left me disappointed. I, I, I didn't laugh that. as much as I wanted to laugh, especially with Will Ferrell playing a political campaigner after he was like so known for his SNL as George Bush. Yeah, and like having getting to make a kind of a whole movie slightly in character, not necessarily, but close yeah. to it. You know, I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. There's a couple of things, like the shot at the end of the oldies. Like I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> There's funny moments in it for sure, and I honestly can't remember most of the movie. I just remember. I'd probably watch it now if I saw it on. I don't really watch TV, but yeah, like just for the hype it had, I did not really. God, dude, I keep punching my mic. <laughs> I did not really, you know, enjoy it as much as I should have. I thought. Fair enough. Um, have you seen Casa de Mi Padre? We tried watching it at your house. Do you remember we? that at your with your parents with your dad? I, I know I've watched it all when it was on Netflix, right? It released I on think Netflix. So, yeah. We, you were showing me how they did the lion scene. Yeah. Because the whole point of the movie is to be like the dramatic Mexican movies. Uh-huh. And I remember it was funny, but I think I fell asleep. So it was. I know it's on like the top of a lot of lists as far yeah. as like his funniest movies. Yeah, it just, I just couldn't watch it since it was all in Spanish. And I don't yeah. speak Spanish, and we had to read the subtitles. But that was the funny part too. Is like Will Ferrell couldn't, yeah, speak couldn't speak Spanish. But I remember there was that one scene too where they're sitting at the dinner table and they have like the dummy set up in the table and they don't even like move the dummies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like they purposely made it all like low yeah. production. What's some other ones? There's a. Zoolander, I haven't seen Zoolander. I've never seen Zoolander either. I'm Night sure at the Roxbury, I've really never seen one. that either. You ever seen Night at the Roxbury, Ty? I've seen like the SNL skits. I've never seen the actual movie they made off of it. Um, a uh, movie I just watched, actually. Oh, what was the name of it? I was just telling you about it before the podcast. Dude, what is it? Life as we know it? No, that's the one. Wait, no, is it Life as we know it? Stranger, Stranger than, than fiction. fiction. Dude, such a good movie, man. You need to watch it. It's not that funny. It's not like a funny Will Ferrell movie. It's more of like a serious. It's kind of like a click kind of feel. Mm. It's like kind of like a guy who's trying to change his life. And it's kind of like a supernatural thing. You know, like it's it's like click. It's like yeah. Will Ferrell's click. It was good. I will say one movie he's in. He's not necessarily a star in it, but I fucking love this movie. You said you haven't seen it. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, yeah. I've never that seen it. That movie is hilarious. He plays like a cop trying to chase these guys down in it, basically. Yeah. But it's so funny. He's, Absolutely would be up there on my list just as a movie. It's yeah, not Will Ferrell enough in it. He's in some uh, Austin Powers movies. Is he that I haven't uh, also, seen? Also, uh, Wedding Crashers. We didn't put that in there because he's not a main person, but he's in. Dude, I forgot he was in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. But he's just like the little side extra. Like he, they could have yeah. cut him from the movie and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I forgot he was in that he's movie. He's fucking that movie too, <laughs> dude. I forgot he was in that movie. He was like there, the person like they learned from on how to yeah. do it. Yeah, I, dude, I totally forgot that he was in that movie. And you see him picking up chicks at funerals and shit. <laughs> Um, Let's see here. He was in Lego Movie Two, but barely. He probably made a million dollars to do like nothing. Like Seriously? he literally had like five lines. <laughs> it was it was funny though. His one of his lines made me laugh so hard, dude. It was it was a golf related line. It was so funny. Because the, the the thing, I'm probably gonna I'm not gonna ruin the movie. The whole reason he wasn't in the movie is he went golfing, like his act. Because you know how he's the human. Yeah. Like he went golfing, so his Lego character wasn't in the movie the uh-huh. whole time. And then when he get back, he's like. So how'd everything go? Just like after the whole movie, he's like, because the worst thing happened to me, I had a gimme putt for birdie on hole seven or whatever, and I missed it. It just made me laugh so hard. That's Will Ferrell talking about golf for you. You're probably dying of laughter. (laughs) Riley looked, it was perfect. Riley looked at me to see how much I was laughing. That's how you know it was like made for me. That's good stuff. Um, Yeah, I know our list. uh, I don't know whoever's listening. They can can go a couple different ways, but I'm confident 
in at least my top three. Yeah, if you're still listening, uh, tweet us your your top five Will Ferrell movies. Oh yeah, I like that. At Within the Lines Pod, right? Is that our at? I made it. I should know. I think it's at Within, within the Lines. No, it's Within Lines Pod. Within Lines Pod, yeah. Right. Tweet us your top five Will Ferrell movies. Tweet us about what you think about Manny Machado. Follow us. Retweet us. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud or Spotify and you have an iPhone, we're on Apple. Oh yeah, we're on now. Apple Podcasts now. Um, might do another giveaway. I don't know. I'm going to spring training in a month. Or actually, dude, I'm going to spring training in like two weeks. It's coming up. If I get some stuff signed, you know, maybe, hey, maybe I can talk to some of the players. See. That'd be cool. Maybe some Maybe interviews. some just video stuff, lock down some interviews, but maybe just ask them a few questions without you. You know, like a little man on street kind of interview. Like, I like it. I like it. What's the capital of Ghana? Jason just know? confirmed we're having another MLB player on. Hopefully. That's the plan. <laughs> um, hopefully. But yeah, either way, it's fun. We get more listeners with guests. I don't know. We need, we want to do, uh, I don't think we've mentioned this, but one episode we want to do is our girlfriends interviewing us, mm-hmm. asking us kind of awkward, uncomfortable questions. Maybe. I don't know how much of it, what the rating PG 13 R <laughs> rating. I don't know. We'll see where we go with it. We'll, we'll leave a preface beforehand. Um, another thing we were talking about, we want to do some themed episodes once in a while, maybe do an extra episode a week. Maybe when, uh, Infinity War comes out. We'll do like our top Just a Marvel type top movie our all time. We'll see maybe Infinity War and then rank it with our top twenty one. I think it's twenty one. I don't know why I keep going to that number in my head. I think it's more than twenty one now because that'll be like an hour and a half though. Yeah. Maybe after Infinity War we do a podcast. Dude, I keep punching it. Maybe after Infinity War we do a podcast, or after Captain Marvel we do a podcast just talking about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Same thing. Maybe Endgame we do that, and then we do another one ranking everything. Yeah, just some maybe like this Will Ferrell skit at the end, just a whole episode like that. You know. Yeah. Just an idea. Let's know what you guys think. See if you like it or not. Yeah, I feel like I had something else to say. One more thing. I don't remember. Ty, I had something else to say. I know you're getting ready for our outro song, but I had something else to say, man, and now I don't remember. I figure it out. This is, this is gonna be empty you're video. talking so far from the mic that did Sorry, not pick I'm you up. Ready for, uh, for, uh, <laughs> you can kind of hear it. Um, some We also kind of were talking about getting like maybe our friends on. Miko, if you're listening to this, you know, just, just to talk to people, to have fun, because people seem to listen to it more with other people. Um, maybe talk to Matt Peters, Jose Quintero at the Daily Press. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't think Jose listens stuff. to this anymore. But I don't know. We got some stuff lined up. Hopefully spring training can be big for us. That'd be dope. I just kicked something. <laughs> but right. yeah, I'm done talking, Ty. You can go ahead with our outro song. <laughs> that drum was so bad. It doesn't even sound like a drum, dude. Well, it hangs down. I gotta keep it by the mic. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.